again, same continent, almost same people, all Africans, but just when you move from one place to another place, mm-hmm. it's, it's very different and, and it's, it's unique. Hey folks, welcome to our show, African Nomad Podcast. This is a monthly show committed in helping you rethink and redefine your idea of traveling and having adventure in your life, expanding your view, desire, interest, and pushing yourself to go out of your comfort zone. It's your boy Abdul, your host for the show. Welcome on board and let's get ready to take off. Hello, beautiful nomad. This is your main Abdul. And today we're receiving amazing guests, a guy coming from Cameroon. Cameroon is a country in Africa. He will tell us more about this beautiful country. His name is... Nupet Dinyambe, he practices the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it's a martial art, and he's passionate about creativity, innovation, martial art, fashion, and traveling, as he defines himself as a stranger on earth. He advocates for a healthy lifestyle and serves as a partner in Fit Budapest Herbalife Nutrition. He's also an, an, an experienced IT support analyst and currently work as a secure file transfer specialist at the ExxonMobil in Budapest. He holds a degree focused on network security and administration. Please welcome on our show, my man, Nupet. Yeah, hey, Nupet, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good, man. Glad to be here. It's a pleasure. I've been, I've been listening to your postcard and I was like, yeah, maybe one day I should try to be part of this guy. And yeah, amazing. <laughs> That's great that we can have our first African on the show. We've been touching. Okay, guys, Nomad, please don't feel jealous. I'm an African. It's also great. <laughs> great to just touch everybody in the world because that's what we want we want everybody to share information and to touch every soul so that we can start traveling yay so yes uh, yeah you you know what very funny Mm -hmm. i'm your first african when you said i'm first african in your show you know what you know guess what i was the first african as a first african intern in this year wow that's amazing uh, are you the first everywhere but that's good anyway if you're the first <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, without further ado, I have this big hunger for curiosity right now. Please, Cameroon, tell us more about Cameroon because I know people see they ask you, you Cameroonian, you Cameroonian. Where is Cameroon? It's a country in Africa. Is it Africa? Is it somewhere else? Can you tell us more about Cameroon, your beautiful country, please? Of course, man. Cameroon is Cameroon is amazing. When you talk about Cameroon, many many people, like the audience, will think about Rojemira or the new generation. <laughs> yeah. About. Uh, the new Samuel Eto. Yeah, we talk about football, you know. Wherever I've been, I say, where are you from, Cameroon? I say, oh, football. I say, yeah, but we have a lot more. Than That's amazing. Football. Can you tell us more about your country? So, uh, Cameroon is like, it's, it's, it's an amazing country. It's located exactly. Cameroon is a beautiful country located exactly in the center of Africa, you know. And it's kind of where the bridge between the Western Africa and the Central Africa because we have sort of like both type cultures. So we, about the 20 six seven million people quite quite interesting you know mm-hmm. and and the most interesting is about the diversity i think it's the according to the un it's, it's part of the 10 most diverse country around the world just wow. for 27 yeah just for 27 million people we have 
about 300 languages or a little bit yeah more. yeah yeah i learned about and, that yeah and, and the cultures are from the north south east west wherever you are every city every, every every town every community they have very different culture identity language and food and and it's just it's just incredible we speak both english and french as national languages or official languages i would say but for national languages we have 300 mm-hmm. and also in terms of like climate and weather from the north we have the desert you go a bit to the savannah you go to the forest we go a little bit to the mountain with the steps and and so on and like tropical weather the equatorial weather and the little bit desertic weather in weather in the north so it's pretty diverse and an amazing country man it's so beautiful it's something you should visit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should all go to cameroon and i heard also i think the pygmies are also part of cameroon right and gabon indeed, indeed. and we have the people of the forest you know we call them people of the forest they live okay. in the, they live in the south Mm-hmm. the east and a little bit of center of the country okay. and they, they live deep in the forest i i had the trip to the pig tell us the, tell us <laughs> many times you know the one of the south you know when you, we have this beautiful city called cribbing and it's like a beach city you go there we go there like we have because we are up onto the ocean we go to the beach and to swim and, and so on and there you can take a, a canoe and ride along a river called Lobe. Mm-hmm. Ride along the river called Lobe to the north of the river. At the point of time, there are a couple of pygmies villages. And okay. one day where I usually go, man, they are awesome people. They live in the forest. They decided to live out of every, like any Western station. No electricity, no like water for wow, no anything, nothing. They just want to live in the, like in ancient houses made of trees or branches and leaves and everything. And the way they are so very, strong people like they live from from hunting they live from harvesting and they are they are the gods <laughs> the forest man the they, forest, kn- yeah. man, they know the forest like like the palm of their hands like it's incredible i have a, i have a story about them once you know because i remember one okay. day I, I went i was with a, a, a group of tourists and and i was taking them to the, the big mess village to, to see the big mess i got sick i got i believe i got malaria by, by uh, that time Whoa, okay. uh, and Riding the on the Keno, uh, it's about 40 minutes to get there with Keno. Like on the way on the river, I got sick. I had terrible fever, headache. You know, I was so down. So I felt so so bad for real. When we got to the when we got to the village, I, even for me to leave to get out of the Keno, the people had to carry me because I couldn't walk properly. And, and wow, it really. And just imagine, I was I was the main guy. I was the guy <laughs> yeah. of the group. <laughs> and then I was sick. I was like, geez. And we got to the village. And mm-hmm. the king, they speak their own language. I can't understand it. So we had a translator. The king asked the translator, what's going on? And he, the guy told him that I'm sick. I don't think I touched me. I was born and my skin was warm, hot. He went inside somewhere and then he took a little yeah. piece of tree. He told me, hey, man, eat this. And it was bitter as hell. Extremely bitter. But I ate it. And about 10 minutes later, I threw out a lot. And 20 minutes later... I ensure you that I could run a marathon. Okay. I was full back, recovered, strong. I was like, man, what's going on? Like, and they have no access to any modernity in terms of like fields, medicine, nothing. He gave yeah. me a piece of tree to eat it, and that I, from that I got cured the same instant, the same day. And I was just that blew my mind, man. Like, I have never seen that in my life. Wow, that's amazing. Crazy, that's man. Beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, how they can just be in their own civilization and then 
still protect the ancestors' heritage or whatever. I think this is amazing and wow, that's great. Yeah, it's just a beautiful story. I can never forget it, man. Every time <laughs> when I go to Cameroon, I, I go to that place. I just love the place. It's, it's so natural. That's, that's great. Then I think my first interaction maybe with your name or maybe you was Isaac and I think that we have in common. So how was your, your adventures or experiences through Isaac? Is it that moment that you started traveling or when did you really start traveling i, I travel a little bit more but yeah of mm -hmm. course like and the, the, the thing is like i generally say i was very i was still young you know as many of many of us you know most of the, the majority of us you know i was like fresh from me from from high school and then just to you know university first year university freshman i think i was 19 when i joined Isaac. Mm -hmm. been about 10 years in the organization so it was just like an amazing experience and for sure like that helped us Isaac's international and vast yeah. and unique organization that international one through that I travel a lot it helped me to travel a lot and I enjoy to understand the other cultures and differences and, and, and so on so from Isaac I knew what the real meaning of traveling and what was that How did you feel like starting traveling big trips and stuff? It was scary, you know. It was very scary. And it was like you go somewhere where you don't know people and you have to take the plane first time. <laughs> yeah. You know, by home, like the luxury of taking plane is so expensive to travel yeah. and so expensive to afford a ticket. And just the experience to take the plane the first time and go somewhere where you don't you don't know people and You 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 just know the guys through emails because but I went, yeah sure when when I generally say like Instagram was not around no Instagram <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, Facebook also wasn't around or just in the beginning something like that, so it was not that familiar so we knew people just on email you know we just exchange emails you don't even know the first of the person is the moment it's when you have to travel that the person sends sends you a, if the person succeeds to have mm -hmm. like a quality scan of the picture they send you a scan of the picture and based on that picture you need to recognize who is there to pick you up you know first experience of of that traveling or experience was when I received interns, I said interns from abroad, you know, okay. was first time to, to receive like international students from all around the world and just talking with them, them sharing their own experiences, like about the trip, about traveling, about them living in a different country. And that was just like, that turned on the, the desire in my body for me to understand and, and conquer the world. Since then, it's, it's just been like, And what were the different experiences Experiences when you started conquering the world where did you go i think my first trip my first trip was i think when i met you guys in benin you know okay so. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely experience yeah yeah man it was it was amazing you know because i i heard about the country a lot and no no i think my first one i did but actually i mean i i said my first trip was benin hearing about the the, the country and the, the people i was very skilled there are a lot of prejudice and in stories and he's in ben, about benin benin the country mm -hmm. with a lot Of like a not pleasant story, so I was mixed of scared. Do you do you, you want to talk about the voodoo? <laughs> yeah, we talk about the voodoo, the witchcraft stuff, you know. You okay. Know, we we all know, like we have the story about Duck Saga, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so obviously. <laughs> So I was, I was freaked out. I don't want this. I don't want this witchcraft stuff. You know, to, <laughs> I want to. I don't want to deal with any witchcraft stuff. So the first experience was in Benin. I got there. When I got to the airport, and it was just it's different. You know, the language, the way the people were speaking. We, 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 I speak French as well, but the accent was a little bit different. And the fact that you know, for me to go to the hotel, I think I had to take a motorbike. <laughs> yeah, it's a media. Because I didn't, I didn't trust the taxi. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to be in a taxi. 
ask you and so I don't they take me somewhere. I my mom was like, mm. at least on the motorbike I can jump, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <I> can, <laughs> <laughs> and see if something happens, I will save myself. Mm. So went to the motorbike, went to the hotel and, and the beach. You know what what was funny for me in Benin was it's funny and strange. Because the hotel was close to the beach. Time I love. I think I, it's, I, it was Hotel Atlantic. Atlantic, something like yeah, that. yeah, something like, yeah, 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 something yeah. like. Like my city, I, I grew up in, in a beach city, in a coastal city, and we go, we used to go to Kribi, which is like the most touristic Kribi or Limbe, they're very touristic uh, destination mm-hmm. back in Cameroon in terms of like seaside. So I like to go to the beach. So all the often in the hotel when I was taking a break, I was going to the beach. And I was walking around the beach a lot. I was surprised because I couldn't see nobody in the beach. The beach was nearly empty. Wow. And I couldn't understand why these people, you have such beautiful beaches, but no one is there to no swim. Yeah. I was, for real, I was shocked. Back home, go to Kribi Limbe at noon, see people at the beach. When the sun is there, up, we go at the beach because mm. it's it's cool. You need to refresh mm-hmm. yourself. But then they were nobody. Nobody. I was really <laughs> scared about it. And that's what I spent like, because after the conference, I stayed again for weeks in Benin. Mm-hmm. I was scared to go to the beach. I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> if, if they don't go, why? <laughs> I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. If they don't go, man, who, who am I to dare go in there? You know? The second shock was like, because after the conference, I stayed again. So, and I was hosted by local family and it was pretty amazing. And from the family, one of their uncle, a priest, he was taking me around. He had a car. So he was taking me around. I went to the north, like in the village in the north, where they speak Yoruba. I was not aware that, oh, also in Benin, wow. they speak Yoruba, because I knew they were just from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I said, no, no, they are Beninese, but they are Yoruba from Beninese. That was amazing. And I had to eat, like, amazing food. I went to the capital, the official capital, Porto Novo. I went to saw the assembly, and it was beautiful. And, and the most interesting, I, I've been, I've visited so many around Benin all the time. When we were getting there, most of the time, the first thing that they, they give you is water. Yeah. But as soon as you get to the house, you sit down, they bring the you water. Hospitality. Yeah, but, but it, it was different because at home in Cameroon, we don't do that. No, at least you, we ask you, say, hey, you want to drink something? Yeah, yes. yeah. But there, they just bring you water and they give to you. I take a sip. And the same day, we went to a couple of houses and I was like, at the point I was fed up of water. I'm like, I don't want to drink anymore. <laughs> I don't know if I say no or so. I asked the guy, I say, what's going on? Why every time you get in the house, the first thing they just bring you water and then you have to drink? And the guy say, Yeah, he's a culture, he's an African hospitality. I was I say, Man, I don't know. Back home in Cameroon, when you get to the house, the first thing they ask, Hey, you want to drink a beer? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was like, I was you know, we're expecting beer, but yes, water. So it's pretty good, you know, because what is life, you just say. And another cultural shock was like there yeah, when we get to the house around noon or say hey uh, we're looking for he's taking a nap mm. and the whole family is taking a nap and in so many houses so many families we visited they were all taking a nap and no I don't know because <laughs> <laughs> people really take a nap man yeah, I'm from yeah. Douala it's a mono form five million people everyone is rushing everyone is up and down but there they will be taking naps I was like Come on, I don't know. Was, I was so I was sure I was, that was different. You know, we and the beautiful is like we are in the same continent, almost same people, all Africans. But just when you move from one place to another place, mm-hmm. it's, it's very different and, and it's, it's unique. And what was your first trip out of the continent? My first trip, oh, was your most amazing that, trip out of the continent. I in in USA, out of the continent. I went USA. USA. Come on, was, tell me. Yeah. 
it was very interesting very interesting because the first and interesting is like was the longest trip i think it was 14 hours and i had the chance to go to the united nation and for a conference there did i say that's a beautiful experience later on i spent a couple of times because i also have my family left sister living there so on and have so many friends and it was New York, man. New York that you see on TV. New and I was York. There, <laughs> I was there in New York that you all see on TV. I was in Manhattan. I went to the Grand Zero where you used to be, uh, the worst person there used to be. Yeah. And now it's like still one wall or something like that. And it was magnificent. Your library just like the street. We went to the Bronze, to Brooklyn Bridge, wow, the famous. Yeah, yeah. And we also went to Queens. I spent a couple of nights there in, in Queens. And I think the hotel was in Queens. And later on, a friend of mine was hosting me mm-hmm. he's also in queens in he was like man it's just like a beautiful experience in new york and it's freaking expensive man <laughs> <laughs> well that's the dollars so much expensive and i spent a couple of time with an american friend of mine he, he mm-hmm. took me to one of friend family and then we became so related and so on it's just beautiful people and sometimes yeah of course the cliche that we have americans but when you live there when you get to experience like great people there they are just they are just amazing and that friend became he's a brother for me and that whole family became all my own family the funny mm-hmm. thing about being living there was like when i had to because my sister lived in baltimore so and okay. i was i was nice. i spent a couple of weeks in New York State, New York City, and then Poughkeepsie, and also in New Hamburg. And it's like a bit up north of New York where I met mm-hmm. beautiful people. The most amazing thing was uh, when I went, I had to go and stay with my sister. Mm-hmm. I, I took a trip from, from New York. And yeah, my friend came and dropped me in, in New York, the Penn Station, next to Madison Square Garden. Okay. I remember where. My friend dropped me there. He stayed because he he couldn't leave the car. He didn't want to pay the parking mm-hmm. ticket. So he said, hey, go and get the ticket, the train ticket. And I'll stay here, wait for you. When you get out, pick up your bags and then you can go. So he packs out there. I went to the station. First of all, the station is huge, man, because it makes <laughs> train station, metro and everything is huge. For me to get exactly to the train station, it was just underground. Mm-hmm. I walked for like 10 minutes. I was looking for it. When I got my ticket, I had to get back to meet with my friend. Mm-hmm. I lost myself. I was in the wow. <laughs> in the train station underground. I couldn't find the exact exit because you know, the train station gives to like Madison Square it gives to the shopping mall and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I searched for my friend for 15 minutes. I was just turning around, searching for the exact exit. You no, know? was mm-hmm. getting out somewhere to another venue. I was coming in, getting out Fifth Avenue, coming in and getting out. I was like, I lost myself just underground in the train station. It was just beautiful experience. And then I, I, I found the place. I found it. And one other experience was like I was in the uh, metro station and I was going down to the metro and it was rush hour and people wow. were coming out. People was coming out from the metro, man. I had to stand for about six, seven minutes for people to pass because I haven't seen so so many people getting out of metro at the same time. There mm. were so many, and that blew my mind how crazy that city and everyone is rushing, everyone is running. No one give a damn. No one is like checking. No one. Everyone just rushing and and you see how heavy the city is on the shoulder of people by the end in new york it was like incredible experience visiting the the cathedral and and, and times square the famous times square and all those like um the empire state building all those historical places in mm-hmm. new york just like being in a different world and also that was the first time i experienced my winter the winter you know oh okay was, yeah one day was so you got there in winter 
I got the winter day. It was wow. freaking cold, man. And I remember moving to visit my sister in Baltimore. I, I took a bus from New York City to the Baltimore. I got to Baltimore and the, the bus parked at the back and drive place, you know, because mm-hmm. the bus there in Baltimore didn't have like a like a facility they didn't have like a station so they park on the street the place is a little bit like killing for you when you take the bus to Czech Republic you know you go to killing for and then yeah, yeah. it's on the, at the parking that's what parking lot that's why you oh, get the okay. bus yeah mm-hmm. so that was the, almost the same but my sister wasn't aware about it so and they <laughs> they thought that agency had like a facility in New York in, in Baltimore mm-hmm. so, no so and they didn't know exactly where the bus packs or drop the the passengers. So I got I got out in Baltimore. It was around 11 p.m. or I think uh, yeah, almost uh, around midnight. Frinky cold it was very cold, minus something. Wow, very cold. And I was I was like outside at the parking, waiting for my sister. I thought they were going to be there, and I was surprised that they are not around. And I couldn't understand what was going on. So I wait. I, I, in my mind, I was like, okay, they might know that I, they definitely know that I'm here. They and should, yeah. They, they, they were going to pick me up, but they had no idea where I was. They had no idea where they was dropped. I had the phone, but I had no um, battery, no internet. No, I had the battery, but no internet. I didn't have like a SIM card. So mm-hmm. The phone was just useless. I couldn't call nothing. And I waited for my sister, nothing. I waited for one uh, one hour in outside in the cold, nothing. Mm. I went to my bag. I, t- I had a couple of huge towel. I took the towel. I had to wrap myself again in. I had my jacket, the blaze, and everything. Still, I couldn't feel. I had a glove, but my leg, my fingers were all frozen. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> for me, in my mind, was that the worst case scenario, I'm going to check for a police. And then I, mm-hmm. because I think with the phone, even if even when you don't have like uh, the data or, or the, the connection, you can jail an emergency call and, and call the police. So sure, my mind yeah. was like, 911. Yeah, the worst case, now I'm going to jail 911. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen that in movies. Mm-hmm. The worst case, I'm going to dial light and then call it, and then maybe they'll pick me up. And yeah. So I, what happened is I, I realized this, uh, like the public phone, you know, the public mm-hmm. phone I just had the park a few meters away from me. And I went to the phone. I tried to read the notice so how to use it. To make a call is $1. You need to have four coins of a quarter of dollar. If you put $1, the note of a dollar, you will not have it. Just the, the phone takes coins and just quarter of dollar coins. Four of them to make a call, $1. And luckily, I was so fortunate. That I had like the coins and I had exactly four coins of a quarter of dollar. I don't know how miraculous was it, but I had four <laughs> coins in my pocket. Okay. And I put it, I made the call, I called her. And guess what, man? She didn't pick up the phone. Whoa. <laughs> Not okay. at all. Man. I left a message from the voice note that, hey, it's me. I'm here. I don't know who I am. I'm seeing this, this, this. I went back next to my box, so to my mm-hmm. luggage to wait. And about 10 or 15 minutes later, that, that phone was ringing. The, the mm-hmm. public phone was ringing. Got scared. I was like, who's calling the phone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all watch this American movie where yeah. when you pick up the phone, when you pick up the phone, there's someone be, hey, you are my target. No, yeah. <laughs> Don't move <laughs> okay <laughs> so i was kind of scared about it. i was like and, and then i just realized oh jesus that might be my sister i went i picked up the phone i didn't say nothing so i just put the phone on my, in my ear <laughs> on my ear i was like waiting for the person to talk and then my sister said hey it's me and then i recognized the voice that's why i said hey where are you <laughs> and guess what they were looking for me for the whole one hour and they asked wow. me something, and they couldn't find me 
And I was like, I'm here. <laughs> they said, no, we can't find, we can't see. This. I was like, yeah, the, the bus dropped me uh, the park and ride park, parking lot. And I started to describe where I am. And they were like looking with her husband. Wait, can it? And luckily, that time, uh, at the moment when we were talking, the next the next bus came and dropped some other people from, from perhaps uh, Jersey or New Jersey or New York and I told her hey, it's a new bus mm-hmm. uh, dropping people or parking next to me and dropping people and where they were in the car they could see the bus and that's where they could they could, they could come they, and pick me up and, wow. and, and I went home I took a warm shower had a warm tea well I deserved slept. <laughs> I slept man <laughs> Well, that's a beautiful experience. That's actually a beautiful experience. I'm sure it must have been like kind of a big memory for you, mostly at the time when you know you are just in a difficult situation and you need to find a way out to get to the people who are looking for you in this weather. Uh, mm. Was it your first winter? Or? Yeah, it was my first winter. Wow. So I, I feel it could have been very, very difficult for you at this moment, right? Yeah, very difficult but i think i have because of that experience i got mm-hmm. adapted myself easily you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it became pretty solution easy. oriented yeah yeah even when i when i got here in, in, in budapest uh-huh. the winter wasn't enough it wasn't like that crazy anymore was, for me it was pretty all right you know it wasn't that crazy yeah, that's crazy yeah new people yeah that's great mentioning budapest yay <laughs> budapest. how is or oh, how was your life how is your life in Hungary, Budapest. <laughs> that's a, that's a good question. I yeah. know. <laughs> you can tell it's me unique. everything. It's unique. It's unique. It's, unique. it's, it's just amazing, man. It's mm-hmm. like um, I would say, it's a, it's a it's a bit of bitter. It's a bit of sweet, and and okay. overall, like everything. So so let's start with the sweet part of your experience and in, uh, in Hungary. It's been, uh, it's going to my fifth year right now. That's yeah, a lot. <laughs> my time is flying. Yeah, sure. Time is flying. It's just like beautiful experience. Yeah, for real, overall, it's very beautiful. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, being in a country where you, you don't speak the language and your people are very different, mm-hmm. the different mindset and, and, and different, they have different experience than you. It's just like for me. I just I'm just taking the experience part of it. I I usually say try to avoid say yeah, this was very bad for me. I just everything at the end is just an, an experience. Mm-hmm. I you grow a lot, you no, know? you grow a lot because being here, I realized my sense of listening, my sense of my vision sense, you no, know, mm-hmm. my see sense, my see uh, sense grew up like drastically because like you have to pay attention. I also mm-hmm. not my see, but the attention sense, yeah, yeah, not the vision sense, but the attention sense. You have to pay att- a lot of attention of things because mm-hmm. for you to know where you're going, sometimes most of the time you don't even know. You cannot pronounce the area or the street where you're going, yeah. but you have to know it. And when you see that, you need to know that's where you go. And even if sometimes you ask from stranger on the street, perhaps they don't speak English or perhaps you cannot communicate well. Perhaps they cannot understand what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So you need to really pay attention on how you describe, how you understand things and, and all those judgments. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. You know what? The, fun, the funny thing is that, you know, mm-hmm. Hungary and Black is figured in. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the time once they are speaking around and maybe they are describing a phone, a Black phone or mm-hmm. I don't know, black car or black something and they say figure and then you're like oh, what, what's <laughs> are you talking about me <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's, it's just a little bit tricky but overall it's beautiful and why did you come to Hungary uh, 
my sick experience, mm-hmm. I was looking for an internship. So, mm-hmm. And I also wanted to have the experience of, of living abroad for a different place. Uh, I wanted to go to any African country. I wasn't thinking about Europe. You know, that mm-hmm. wasn't part of my priorities. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, I couldn't find suitable opportunities in, in any African country. And I got the one of Hungary. I said, hey, why not? Let me check. I had no idea. Okay. I knew the country. I knew the country that I knew that Hungary is a country, yeah. and that the capital of Hungary is Budapest. But I had no idea about how the country looks like, what is their history, or whatever. Mm-hmm. When I got the opportunity, I went online. I started to search about Hungary. Yes, search yeah. about everything Budapest. I got all the. I was reading the the history and the everything, you know. I, and I remember. I think that year was the Olympic Games. Olympic Games. So and then I was following the Hungarian um, teams like because they, they, they on they were so many in, in archery, mm-hmm. in ski, uh, some some other things I think so and shooting yeah and, sh- and shooting and, and I think swimming as well. So I was following the Hungarian teams and how they play, how they perform everything. I was just trying to document myself about this country and, and, and when I got here it was just like oh interesting you know the funny thing mm-hmm. when I got here from the airport <laughs> when I got you know I got to the airport and. You get the the balls from the airport to Kobania, and okay. at Kobania you need to change for the M3. And back then, it would, that would, we had like the old M3 trains, and that train was so much old and so scary. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. I was like, is it Europe still? I don't know. <laughs> Looks like. <laughs> Is that the Europe I, I talked about, you know? Yeah. The train was so scary and so noisy, so old. And after the, the, the metro, I had to take the, I think I took the bus. Mm-hmm. And the bus went through the 8th district. 8th, like the deepest 8th district. Yeah. So all those old, filthy, dirty buildings of the 8th district. I was scared. I, was, I think I made a mistake to come here. Man. Where did I go? <laughs> I was like, I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to go home. I, I went and then I dropped. I, I dropped around Bratkosi. I want to meet some, because I, I knew someone. I knew some, this, this next to the, 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 the Isaac Forks. I had a friend here already living in, in, in Budapest. And that's how, and the, that friend was waiting for me. So we met and then I started seeing the city. I went to the nicest part of the city and then I started to change my, my mind about, oh yeah, this is actually very beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was just like an amazing being with the best man. It's just an amazing. I, I can't even imagine that it has been five years already. Yeah, five years already. That's a lot. That's a lot. And then what have you been building so far in your experience in Hungary? Have you been traveling? Have you been discovering things? What are those things that yeah. you happened yeah. all these five years? Oh, a lot, man. Okay. <laughs> a lot, I, I guess so. And you know, what is very interesting about but Hungary is like mm-hmm. it's the center of Europe, and it's pretty easy to travel around Europe. From mm-hmm. it's, it's very connected, uh, connected, you know, in terms of fly and buses and trains. And from here, I could visit almost in the entire Europe continent. And in, in Hungary, in general, like I, unfortunately, actually, actually, right now I'm kind of like seeing that I didn't go in so so many places in Hungary. Mm-hmm. But I've been in a couple of them. Like uh, personally, my favorite is Saint Andre. Saint Andre, yeah. yeah it's Fifty kilometers away from here, about. And the city is so beautiful. I really love the place. I really, really, really enjoy the place. It's so cozy, so clean. Very, very amazing restaurant in Saint Andre. Oh, very yeah. delicious restaurant in Saint. And uh, sometimes I even now before the Corona, I I just go there, good meal. They have a very nice Serbian restaurant there, mm-hmm. and I come back. And I also like Visegrad. 
very beautiful. So it's as he's uh, at the side of the river, both sides of the river and the mountain. Mm-hmm. You see the lays on the mountain side and and you can see the valley and forest and the river going through. Castle on the on the mountain. Yeah. It's pretty pretty amazing. And I also went to Mishkolt. Yeah. Mishkolt, okay. Mishkolt, the castle there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, can be in Hungary without going to the Balaton yeah. um, area. You know, that's uh, one of the most. Um, that's the summer place. Yeah, the most uh, touristic place in Hungary in general. We also have yeah, Valencia. Yeah, Valencia. Yeah. And a couple of other places. Now, there's another that time. Gyo. Yeah. Gyo. Also. Wow. Yeah, I've been it's to cool. Gyo too. It's really nice yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah, pretty interesting. And the last one I would say. Debrecen. Debrecen, yeah. Debrecen, Debrecen. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Debrecen. Two times, actually. Oh, two times already. <laughs> yeah. It's just good. Debrecen is like student, pretty cozy. Yeah, nice. yeah. Yeah. That's it. Okay. I think so. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, for our nomads to understand the context, he is living, Nupet is living in Budapest, and we both, we all living here in Budapest. It's uh, the capital city of Hungary, which is the center of the Central Europe. Coding those places, yeah, I, I really love also the traveling around in Hungary. I, I've been to Gödöllő. I've been to some of the places that you already quoted. And of course, summer is coming, so it would be great to, first of all, have less restrictions okay still i'm wearing the mask but going out and then seeing those beautiful moments uh places and also discovering new areas this would be something great to do because we are impatient to start traveling but then you you mentioned two things you said there were good moments or good things that happened to you in hungary and now what about those those not so good things that happened to you as experience in hungary (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I don't much like talk about negative, but like let's say it's um, it's not really negative. It's it's, it's about yeah, yeah, your experience. Uh, it's about yeah, what so, not yeah. so good side of what happened. There's things like that. Yeah, but for sure, I'm gonna say. It, mm-hmm. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, I would say the the people. Uh, okay, they they be different mm-hmm. in terms of attitude, culture. You know, mm-hmm. I would say yes, they are cold. They are reserved, and, and I wasn't expecting that. You know, like you approach some, most of them. They are, of course, they are very amazing people. I met you, Hungarian, that are amazing and, and, and crazy and, and beautiful souls. But there are a lot of people who, are, who still don't understand that the world that we are living in right now is diverse. Yeah, it's a global and village. It's a global village, and then we all from so many different places, and and so many people they don't who don't see want to see people like me around, like people mm-hmm. around, like me or you, like black people around mm-hmm. or Africans in general. So I've encountered discrimination and encountered racism around, mm-hmm. and it's frustrating. It's just uh, angry. And yeah, yeah, I just try to just just try to not give them the credit that they are looking for. Mm-hmm. That's why I said something I just don't want to don't like to talk about just because I feel like talking too much about it to give them the credit they don't mm-hmm. deserve. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in general, like it was just mainly it's mainly about the, the attitude. People who push you in the boss, no. <laughs> oh yeah. Insult insult you in the boss. Have you ever been called names? Sorry? Have you ever been called names? Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, I have. I've been pushed. I've been called names. Yeah. When you get in a, you get in the shop or in, in the store, and the security st- starts following you around. Yeah, <laughs> I feel something. I've experienced that too. Yeah. Uh, 
or they'll blind you to get the basket so that you don't steal. Someone even told me once, like, hey, your French is not European French. I was like, I oh, know, man, I'm not European, so <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know what you're explaining. <laughs> but yeah, I've been I've been called names in, in the tram, in the public transport in general. Oh, even in there are some clubs or bars that allow black folks in there, you know. Wow. They don't want to see any black. I'm like, man, I just want to spend my own money on consuming, you know. <laughs> yeah, That's I everyone. got the money. Please open the door. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like don't like don't like my money. I was like, okay, mm. man, I'll put it in my pocket and someone else we're gonna benefit out of uh, from it, you know. Yeah. So those are the saddest parts. Sometimes you get angry, even in the club, you know, being in a club, people just people told me, Hey, go back to your fucking country, you fucking immigrants, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, man, I don't know, but <laughs> so far you're going to see me around again and again. For time. <laughs> yeah, it's five years now. <laughs> yeah, so, and these, these kind of things, yeah, and, and so many, so many uh, shit. But then how do you cope with that? How do you deal with that? You you just <laughs> mentioned one thing, but I know it's it's been five years now, you're still in the country. So how did you cope with these things that can also be shocking for somebody who comes from another country? Oh, sorry. One day, someone told me. Someone told me that yeah, yeah. back in Africa, in Black Africa, you there are a lot of sickness, a lot of uh, HIV, mm-hmm. malaria, mm-hmm. And, and Ebola, and everything, and you are all sick there. And I was like, I'm here in front of you. I'm not sick, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> but day. how do we cope? Uh, we just try. I just try to live with it. You know? I, as I said, I don't. I don't try to give them credit. You know, mm-hmm. talking too much, damn or screaming too much about those type of people you give them credit when you show me negativity i show you love i show you positivity yeah and and i just transform it's hard it's very hard it's sometimes you get pissed off you know yeah you don't understand why it's personally i hate injustice i hate discrimination it's not my thing i just try to overturn it you know i just try to transform the negative energy they bring to me to positive nowadays I understood like in the beginning it was a bit frustrating but now mm. i try to be less frustrated about it and and, and i try to show that hey if you say hey you have all Africans you are filthy or this I'm like hey man I'm not look at me am I filthy <laughs> say, and someone told me like hey uh, they said once Africans uh, smell bad like, I said man whoa smell, <laughs> smell man I don't smell me do I smell bad no I just try show me something negative I show some positive something yeah positive. yeah and I just I, I don't focus about it and I just try to leave and go away you know yeah and but there are some very very interesting people very beautiful mm-hmm. one day Mm-hmm. I remember I was with a friend going to Normafa, mm-hmm. very beautiful place in Budapest. I, mm-hmm. One of the most, one of my most favorite places, cause it's on the mountain. Mm-hmm. The air is very pure, very out of pollution, very calm, green, and it's quality quality place to be. I was there, and and for me, if you don't know, for me Normafa during winter is most beautiful after snow. Yes, yeah. so beautiful. Oh, why? And next week, Budapest in general is. Beautiful after snow. Mm-hmm. Beautiful for me. I usually say beautiful is beautiful twice. After <laughs> snow, yeah. Yeah. After snow, when you go up Kale Hill or Citadel or the Buddha Castle, it's so stunning. Yeah. Very beautiful. It's a and beautiful city. Time, yeah. yeah. And the second time is at night. With the lights. Night, yeah, with lights on. The yeah. Just, Mostly just the parliament, perfect. the parliament, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, the parliament, they're heartbreaking. But <laughs> yeah, what I was saying about Normalfa, I was mm-hmm. in Normalfa, you know, going there after snow, so beautiful place. It was very cold, January, yeah, around January. Yeah, I went because going to Normalfa, there are two parts one from the forest, another one like the trekking part, the easy. Mm-hmm. So 
we took the one of the forest. I got lost. We got <laughs> lost. In the, we got lost in the forest. It okay. was so cold and heavy snow. Mm-hmm. And the phone was—I don't know why—but the phone went down again. Wow! <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Your me. phone doesn't like the winter. <laughs> looks like. <laughs> mm-hmm. For real. And then we tried to find our way to the Elizabeth Loop. Mm-hmm. We couldn't find our way. Was, we had no idea. Before then, before that, I was there once. Just, but it was during the sprint. Or, no, during the, the autumn. So no snow and everything. The part you could reach, the part by there, I couldn't remember. We were lost in the forest. Going up and down, find a way, unfortunately. And then I saw one old man trekking you know he was jogging or walking around and he was 74 because he told wow. me he said, yeah and he was walking around i approached him oh in my mind i was like that's why you said never judge uh, by the cover mm-hmm. i approached the man i was like he's old hungarian so 100 percent, he doesn't speak english okay so, um, he might not understand me sure so i got to the man i'm so i tried to be audible like Try to pronounce it. I was like, I am sorry. I'm going to Normafal Mountain. And the guy, I tried to explain where I'm going, but for him to understand. But the guy replied, perfect British English. Wow. <laughs> Accent. Uh, even like better English than me. Even. Oh, I imagine the face now. Wow. <laughs> I was so shamed. <laughs> I see. And the guy decided to take us top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, I'm going there. Uh, I can take you. We were like, no, we can show that. We said, no, don't worry. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take you there. And we walked for one hour in the forest. And entire way to the top, he was telling us his stories, telling about the history of Hungary, history of Europe, history of, of so many things. He was, he's a Hungarian, mm-hmm. but he was English teacher in london for 20 years wow okay yeah he's a living library yes he was living like he told us about so many things that was one of the and and going up with that man for me i call him an angel you know so he just appeared and he disappeared for real we walked for one hour till up there after getting all the knowledge that he could share with us Mm -hmm. when we got in the mountain we got to elizabeth look out was like that's it good luck in hungary and he was and he told me something he's like they are very bad people they will try to offend you mm-hmm. they will try to look but don't merge with them if you see them go away and good luck and he said but he disappeared like that he was, so he's, he's an angel and yeah every time like i wish i can see, i don't even know if i can recognize him but if i can meet with the man again that will be one of us moments. but so far no but he's an angel man yeah he's an that angel was, was a beautiful experience that's amazing and i like the way you just put it at the end of the day whatever happened and that happens in every country wherever you go you will still have beautiful people and not so beautiful people but what's the most important to keep in mind is that the experience is the focus you need to enjoy your experience at the fullest and this is what you're just doing and it's been now five years that you're living in hungary that's Great. You see, this conversation's been very nice, and then we are now close to the end. So I would like to give you this floor to say a few words to our nomads about traveling, about daring to step out of the house and then starting making adventures or whatever. So this is the moment for you to just give some recommendation of information to our nomad. And also, please, if you have any business or any project or any way to contact you just take this moment to express yourself go for it 
Oh, of, of <laughs> course. But before I was expecting you to ask me very, you say you uh, you were ready to ask me very very deep and silly questions. <laughs> yeah, but the time went too fast. But it's amazing because you already shared some of the stuff that I wanted to right. list to hear from you. So that's amazing. Yeah, all right, it's all right. It's, it's, it's been a pleasure to be on your podcast and, and sharing what I, I could share with you with you guys and. Uh, just lovely and, and i when i saw this project uh, on your on your platform uh, i just fell in love with it i was like oh i'm so happy and of course you. <laughs> for your welcome and personally i really as i wrote on my bio i really like creativity mm-hmm. and most importantly i like to see people succeed i like to see because mainly I, I know you guys i when i like to see my friends succeed it's it's uh it's something unique you know mm-hmm. for me it's just it's just beautiful and be this creative and have this platform where you invite people to share and that's what i was saying i should be there i should be one of your guests one day yeah and, and here you are today <laughs> yeah the, the dream came true yeah and traveling is something unique what to say mm-hmm. traveling is something that i will encourage every single person and i believe that's also what of when I, so many people the, the, the majority of people who are a little bit negative or who are not welcoming that i'm encountering many in, in, in hungary are the one who did not travel they don't have the experience of living abroad they don't have the experience of when i ask how many countries have you been they're like i've been in uh four three four countries i was like what in europe you don't need visa to go nowhere man i need visa to go to almost everywhere mm-hmm. but i've been about 16 17 countries now and you just four man wow so that is disappointing but then you understand you was like oh i don't know that everyone has his own experience Hey, my dear nomad, hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Please visit our website for more stories and experiences and adventures. And also please leave a comment or a review. That could be grateful. We love you. Take care of yourself and see you on the next episode of African Nomad Podcast.